What's up, y'all? It's Young Coco again, and welcome back to Coco's Corner, a show where I invite my friends over right here at Toothless Studios to find out what's happening in the different creative scenes of Metro Manila. And today, we have a very special guest for episode two. Welcome, Nina Morales. Hi. Hi, everyone. Okay, so Nina Morales is actually a former blockmate of mine and… Uh, yeah, former blockmate and batchmate in UP Diliman. Yes, we studied together right. industrial design. Um, so yeah, welcome Nina Morales. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, young women in the entrepreneurial field mm -hmm. and finding ab about finding a little bit more about those things. Um, first, I want to ask, how are you? I'm doing really well, Elle. Yeah. I'm happy and honored to be part of Young. Coco's Corner. So thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's actually been a minute since uh, Nina yeah. and I have met since we graduated. Yeah. So it's kind of like the first time we're seeing each other in a while, no? Yeah. It's been months now. When's the last time we met each other? Your birthday, I think. Oh, not, <laughs> not that long actually. I thought it was uh, Halloween or something. But yeah, okay. Well, why don't you, uh, for the audience, reintroduce yourself and tell us what you do. Okay. So hi everyone, I am Nina Morales. I'm a graduate of industrial design from UP Diliman. Like what young Coco mentioned a while ago, we used to be blockmates back then. So shout out to Block UID if you guys are watching. We miss yeah. you guys. Um, after graduation, I co-founded a brand called Nin and Yang with my sister. So at Nin and Yang, we only upcycle retasso and dead stock fabric. And aside from that, I also bake on the side. So panadera on some days. <laughs> So I bake Pandek Oka every Tuesday and Friday at the Brown Bag Bakery.ph. Yes, sir. That's me in a nutshell. By the way, uh, if you guys are watching this, her Pandek Oka is like literally the best <laughs> I've tried. I'm not thank even kidding. You, thank you. Start of the pandemic, I was ordering a lot, right? Yeah. But then I had to slow down because loyal. loyal I, I was trying to, I was trying to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really good and you know I'm happy that you're still doing both. Yeah, right? surprisingly. Yeah. So, yeah. one thing that I wanted to ask was, um, Ian, like I knew you as an industrial designer, <laughs> right? And I knew you as my blockmate. Um, and it's like, parang before you got into it, I didn't expect you to be a baker. <laughs> I think, I, I guess, fashion designer, because <laughs> you know, we kind of talked, you talked to yeah, me yeah, about yeah. that a little bit, right? Style. So, how did you get into baking first? And then, how did you like get into fashion? Okay. So feeling of being a baker was purely a product of the pandemic. So mm. during lockdown, it became our favorite pastime. We never baked bread prior to Miss Rona oh. arriving here. Yeah. So we just had a lot of time on our hands. We enjoyed the process so much. And people really liked our bread. So umabut sa point na we wanted to share it with others and then it just sort of took a life on its of its own and it became the brownbagbakery.ph so that's the story behind it and then being a fashion fashion designer naman so being an id we've always had an interest in like the form and function of things yeah but after grad when it was time to select an industry to specialize in yeah i think first of all my genuine interest in dressing up and feeling good through looking good, like with what you wear, that took over. Second naman, in terms of designing something, I wanted to choose 
a medium that people could easily access. Mm. Like, because with clothing, it's relatively affordable and accessible compared to other things you design in industrial design, like compared to furniture or other no, lifestyle items. So I wanted to be able to share my creations with a bigger audience. So I chose clothing. The third reason. Oh, there's, a third. there's a third. There's a third. I'm a realist and okay, stuff okay, right okay. now. Go, 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 go. So, your third, um, you have relatives who work in the manufacturing side of clothing. Oh. So, growing up, my sister and I have always been exposed to the production side. So, we've seen firsthand the amount of waste that's generated when you bulk produce clothes. Like, sobrang daming yards, excess trimmings that are just left untouched after production. So, seeing that other angle that's not really presented in um, mainstream media it really gave us the inspiration to upcycle because so much waste is just there lying around waiting to be explored and that's why we got into fashion speaking of uh just the nin and yang side of things mm. um upcycling scrap fabric is again it's like a really cool and innovative way to to make something that's unusable, usable, right? Yes, um, would you feel that sustainability is a major foundation of Nin and Yang? Like, was it like the dr- driving force? Mm, yeah, I would say sustainability is the main foundation of Nin and Yang. So when we were starting our business, we were sure of one thing. Now, we didn't want it to cause further harm to the environment. Mm. That's why it, at Nin and Yang, we always say we have a two-way approach to sustainability. Two. Not one. Two. two uh. So the first <laughs> one is through our material choices. So like what we both mentioned kanina, we only upcycle um, discarded fabric scraps from the production of other clothes. So I'm wearing Nananyang, by the way, at the moment. Oh. So this is, this naman was donated by an old-fashioned designer. So these are all fabric scraps. Like we just donated scrap pieces from the production. Anyway, Talking about the material again, we always go to local brands, local patahians in Taytay, fabric, su- fabric suppliers. Like usually, they would have end rows that are untouched because mm. people only buy new rows of fabric. Every time we start a new collection, we really allot a period for sourcing because we go to different uh, we go to different Taytay branches, we go to different local designers and local brands to really gather waste. So first nga is through the material. Mm-hmm. And then our second approach naman is through design. Mm-hmm. So being an ID, exposed ako sa different strategies when it comes to being sustainable. And I'm a firm believer that incorporating multifunctionality in your designs, that's a means of becoming sustainable. So at Nininyang, if you look at our catalog, our pieces are very versatile. Like for instance, we have a jacket with detachable sleeves, a pair of pants, that turn into shorts, like you can unzip the bottom half. We have a vest that you can wear in four different ways. And then our tops are reversible. So this top, this can be the front if you want a square neckline. So things like that. We also try to incorporate adjustability and flexibility. So as you can see, I have ribbons here, ribbons on the side, so that when the bodies of our users change over time, the clothes can adapt to those changes. So in that sense, we want to maximize the lifespan of each piece. And I think that's a good way of being sustainable, Ren. Because you do more with less. Like, you don't need a lot of pieces to 
dress up for different occasions because you can play around with the different configurations and different ways you can wear it. So yeah, that's our second approach to sustainability. So I guess overall, yun talaga yung main foundation and main why of Nin and Yang. Yeah. That's cool. Like, when you were talking about lifespan and stuff, all I was thinking about was jeans. Mm. Like, you know, your typical Levi's and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are stuff that like lasts forever. Definitely. And I guess like, in a way, to be poetic about it, when you're turning things that are like, literally left the, the rot, mm. diba? You're, you're kind of not just extending its lifespan. You're actually like, creating a new lifespan. Yes. If, you know, we're being poetic. Yeah, yeah, I find yeah. that super, super cool. Thank you. Still waiting for a menswear. Um, <laughs> <Soon. laughs> collection. Yes, please. Okay. But this is one thing that I think a lot, like, I can speak for a lot of our circle mm. in this. There's a big question that I don't know if they have, but I definitely have. How do you, how do you run two businesses <laughs> at the same time? Like, how does that okay. feel like? And like, what what does like maybe a day is not enough to explain what does a week look like okay. for you yeah my days are full so my times actually split among three things so yung first nga yung brown bag so we bake bread every tuesday and friday so tuesdays and fridays are blocked off for for bread, bread making yes sir. yeah busy in the kitchen yes sir and then during the remaining days of the week even on saturdays um from 9 to 2 p.m., I paint. So I work on commissions. I do family portraits in my own style. And then from 2 p.m. On, 2 p.m. onwards, my sister and I go to our studio. It's just near our house. And that's when we allot time for Nin and Yang. That's mm. when we do all the necessary preps, like shoots, designing, um, logistics, and all that. So yeah. But I like what I do. I mean, I'm yeah. blessed enough to be given these opportunities to explore my creativity in different avenues. Kaya... Does it feel like I'm working? Not really most of the time, but it's a good life, I guess. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, like, can't complain, can't complain, can't, can't complain, complain. Can't complain. This is, like, the next question that I have. You come up with a lot of looks. Mm. Like, in terms of, like, you know, like, patterns and, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Even, like, you know, even just, like, even your bread involved, you know, has a very nice little look, you know, a little the lattice. Little braid, yes, sir. It can be basic. What inspires you, like, what and what does your creative process look like? Like, I don't know, like you and me both have like a design background, right? Mm. Do you still apply a lot of those like principles or like that mentality of like, you know, doing the steps of design yeah, to yeah, what yeah. you do? I think malaking part yung background natin in ID. Mm. We have a glimpse of what it's like to tackle a problem. Yeah. Like seek what your target market needs muna before executing anything. So that's the same thing we do with Nin and Yang. We look at what the public needs at the moment. Usually it depends on the season. Like kung summer, like people want flowy, breathable tops. And then pag back to school, maybe they need bags that are appropriate for bringing what they need. I mean, it sounds shallow, pero it starts off there. And then the second thing we work with the man in terms of designing, I guess you, our material dictates the aesthetic of mm. our pieces. So as you'll notice, most of our designs involve smaller cuts, like puro patchwork or let's say my asymmetrical divisions of the fabric. Yeah. So we do that because we have certain limitations when it comes to our 
when it comes to using retasso and dead stock, like you always have to work with smaller pieces that are available in right. the market. But honestly, I think that gives so much character. I swear. I was, lo- I was yeah? literally just about to say, like, are all your pieces like one of one in a way? Usually when you get end rolls or let's say companies, old brands close and then they have excess rolls, we're able to produce a few more pieces. Pero when fashion designers send us small yards, ganyan, we produce limited, a limited number of pieces. Lang talaga. Usually two or three of the same kind. Mm. Or sometimes we look for fabric with the same texture and color and then we use that to make the same design. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. You know, actually, one thing that I wanted to to comment on, like the first part of your, I know, uh, what you said in terms of your process. Mm. Like, I had a guest come on last week, Conscious Kikai, and mm. then it's super interesting because, uh, like, there's kind of like a shift in terms of uh, being creative in the Philippines these days. It's really, <clears throat> I, I guess, user centric first. Yeah. Like, like what you said, Mm-mm. you look at what market needs yeah. first before putting the product out. And it's just like, it's nice to hear like multiple people like telling yeah. me that as well. Yeah. It's a challenge that other brands don't have to worry about. Because right. when you have a steady supply of fabric, you can do whatever you want. But with us, there are limitations. But honestly, like I said kanina, it adds so much character. It gives her brand a certain look and feel that other yeah. brands don't get. Because yeah. they work with a different kind of um, advocacy. So yeah, sustainability for us, you'll see that in the patchwork, you'll see that in the use of retasso and smaller pieces. So about the industry that you're in, what are the types of people that you come across? And do you also um, like network with other people who are also doing the same thing? How does that look like? So going into this, we were pleasantly surprised to meet a lot of people who share the same goals and principles as our business. Sometimes we'll just get DMs on Instagram mm. saying na, Hey, I'm a hobbyist. I like making clothes. Or I'm starting my own initiative of collecting old clothes. Yeah. Are you interested in accepting donations? Like yeah. we, literally, we literally get those DMs often. And what we do is we just pick it up from them and then we turn it into clothes or pouches for our brand. A lot of companies who are in the sustainability field then take interest in what we do. So... For instance, there's this company called Humble Sustainability. Mm. What they do is they collect property from abandoned businesses and houses. And then recently they offered like dead stock, old curtains and bed sheets, things like that. We also have local partners in the career side naman called Fifth Express. Mm. And what they do is they supply us with compostable mailers. Para when we ship our orders to Metro Manila, to Metro Manila, even our packaging is zero waste. No way. Yeah. So, it's easy to stay consistent with our mission and vision to promote sustainability because people in the local industry are also starting to be more conscious of their practices. If you stay true to your um, values and principles, if you don't compromise, you'll find people who are willing to collaborate and partner up with you. So that's the beauty of starting your own business nowadays. People are so open-minded. Yeah. Especially with our generation at the forefront. For sure, for sure. And like, like your comment about, I don't know, it's like, it, I guess it's becoming a theme at Coco's Corner. It's just like really just stamping down the idea that it's really important to know yourself. Yeah. You know what definitely. I mean? And like your, your lane and stuff. Mm-mm. What are your plans for Nin and Yang like moving forward? Like 
what do you see it turning into? So right now, we're in the process of building our own studio. We want to do production in-house now because right now we're outsourcing um, the manufacturing side of our business. So we plan on hiring our own team of sewers so we can um, fast-track production. So the thing with slow fashion is yeah. it's really slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not for Especially sure. now that we're working with ano nga, excess trimmings and fabric, usually kasi with regular practices, people just bulk cut like stacks of fabric. But with ours, you really have to cut the pieces one by one because each, each piece of retasso is different from the others. So it's more time-consuming and with patchwork, laborious. laborious. Now that we're having our own team or we plan on having our own team, hopefully we can release designs quicker and satisfy the needs of our market right away. For sure. Yeah. And like men's market too, right? Yeah, menswear. So in the future, yun then menswear. Other than that, we also plan to enter lifestyle items. Mm. Like, let's say, simple items in your house from pillowcases to aprons to placemats. I think that's one thing we'd love to explore in, in Dude. the future. Dude. I'm here for it. Yeah. Finally, I can buy something from <laughs> Nin and Yang for myself. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm 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 just bringing that up. Like I haven't been able to purchase a Nin and Yang item. Soon. 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 soon um. Just on the like. Okay. Just to clarify. For Nin and Yang, it's you and your sister who started the business together, mm-hmm. right? Do you have any commentary on, like, the industry right now, or like being an entrepreneur, as young? females is it like a welcoming space do you think it is a welcoming space Mm, i think because we're a two-woman team we really have to wear multiple hats like logistics marketing designing and all the other branches of handling a business pero the nice thing about it is people are welcoming people are like our advocacy resonates with so many women in the industry that's why Sorry, pero women talaga yung target market ng clothing namin. For sure, we'll branch for sure. out for sure, for sure. Pero just seeing other girls feel good in our clothes, I think that's one of the biggest rewards yun from the business point of view. But in the industry as well, like I mentioned nga kanina, we meet a lot of people who share the same interest and who are also very into upcycling. So being two women in the industry, a lot of media outlets also appreciate that kind of leadership. I think it's time for women to be given the same space or to be treated equally. And right now, in the Philippines, uh, now that we're kind of part of that ecosystem, it's beautiful to witness the talent and the skills of other women who share the same platform as us. That's sick, dude. I'm really happy for Nin and Yang and like where it's kind of like Thank you. going and where what you guys have done so far. Uh, in like every now and then I'll see you guys being posted by, you know, media outlets and stuff <laughs> like that. I get like super like, whoa, you know, that's We're my lucky. friend, you know. Um, well, uh, it's just it's just super inspiring to see, um, I guess, just your growth, but then also the growth of like the the space, the environment, like yeah. you said, you know, oh. being more welcoming and stuff like that. Um, cut to my <laughs> next question. Something that I wanted to ask you is, um, 
I know like every person who takes like an endeavor, creative or whatever, they all go through their own struggles. No? Mm. What are some of the struggles? Or like, if you can name something that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome it? We mentioned a while ago that a lot more people are being advocates of sustainability nowadays. Yeah. It's good. It's wonderful to witness. But it's relatively new. Our generation now is caring about the consequences of the past mistakes of previous generations. So I'd say old systems and old business models are still in place. That's why going into the manufacturing side of clothing, we had to deal with a lot of manufacturers and suppliers who weren't on board. Because, mm. of conventionally, people or businessmen and entrepreneurs would care about making big profits with the least amount of effort and yep. the least amount of time. It would slow fashion. Like I said, it's really slow. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. It's more laborious. And um, you really have to allot attention in the production of each piece. So I guess going into it, that's the biggest hurdle we faced. Not a lot of people were open to uh, the idea of making upcycled clothing. That's why fast fashion is still so prevalent nowadays. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like I said, once you stick to your principles, if you learn how to stay true and not compromise on your advocacy, you really meet the right people along the way. That's how we surpassed all those hurdles. That's true. Like, there's still a lot that needs to be done in terms of changing mm. what sustainability means to people, right? Mm. And I guess, like, do you feel like Nin and Yang is, like, also serves as a platform for education? Yeah. So, through our social media, we have a conscious effort of sharing facts about waste production. We also try our best to... Um, shed light on the people who make our clothes. Like, I think that's one question people need to ask more. Like, who's, who makes my clothes? Who's behind this piece? Para ethical yung paggawa ng products. Um, other than that, we also really document, every time we source materials, we document and we, mm. we're transparent with where we get our, our raw materials. So I think in that sense, that's our way of educating our market. Mm. Dude, that's cool. Like, the transparency is really, like, important. Like, I, I know you know this, but I, I've worked sort of in the… I worked in kind of, like, the fashion industry mm. before. And then… Obviously, I'm obviously I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> but then, you know, like, I was kind of… I had a peek into, I guess, some of the practices that uh, some of these people had, right? Mm. And while they made good clothing and, the, you know… The clothing is very nice. Name drop and then we'll cancel them. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's, it's nice to see like… And they're also part of a generation from before. Yeah. Like maybe part of it is like maybe I can't really blame. Mm. But it's nice to see… I guess everyone taking part or a lot of people taking part in being more transparent about… Um, where you guys source yeah. and stuff like that. Actually, that was that was my next question. Is like, yeah. like, ah, but you answered it. Okay. Nah. Like, you know, like it seems like you really take steps into like sourcing from the right places. Mm. With Nin and Yang, mm. um, do you 
do you feel like you want to be like a leader in terms of um, inspiring the next generation of people who are starting their businesses? Like, is this something that you want more of the Philippines to do? Oh, like, man. start their own maybe up- upcycling businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, like, definitely. Upcycling is such a wonderful thing. We don't want to gatekeep it from the rest of the world. That's why now we're so transparent. It's because we want to inspire people to look at different sources because the Philippines is so rich yep. in waste. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I said I mean, yup too quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Pero, no, like, if you just look in the right places, you'll find so many unharnessed materials. Kaya, if people would want to recycle, I mean, upcycle fabric scraps like we do, we're totally for it. We don't view it as any form of competition. When it comes to advocating for something, syempre, you're always happy when you find partners and when you bring others with you, right, to your goal. So that's sort of how we view that in Inanyang. We'd love for other people to start exploring upcycling as well. You know, I actually like kind of relate in that sense. Not obviously with like sustainability in that angle. Like what you said, the whole competition stuff. Mm-hmm. Like firing for me with, with my field. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody else who's doing, I guess, music in the same vein. Yeah. It's like, go along because you know what I mean? What we're doing is trying to build a better Philippines. I mean, it sounds so grand, right? But then, if I'm doing this, somebody else does that. We're not… Yes, we're individuals. But we're all working collectively to build something bigger than us. Definitely. And I guess that's what you're also trying to do with Nin Yang, no? Yep. Exactly. So there's one more question that I wanted to ask you before mm. we end or wrap up the episode. Is… Um, if you could give yourself advice… What advice would you give yourself before you started? And what advice would you like to give young people trying to get in the space as well? Okay. So, advice to myself. It's so cliche. I'm gonna borrow Nike's tagline real quick. <laughs> pero it's yeah. just do it. Talaga. Yeah. I guess during the, when the pandemic struck, there were so many apprehensions in starting your own business. Because at that time, decline lahat eh. But just do it. It's a lot like swimming. You can make all the necessary preparations. Like you can buy the necessary equipment, read about it. But it's not. You won't learn anything until you jump into the water and actually try to survive. So yeah. everyone starts as beginners, naman talaga. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to trust the process, get it started, and enjoy swimming because you'll get to your destination, naman. Damn. And then, my advice to other people. I guess, based on my experience, when you're trying to choose something to pursue, the best thing is to select something that embodies both passion and purpose. Mm. So purpose in the sense that it bears great meaning and great use to someone else or something else. Something yeah. beyond yourself. Purpose beyond self-satisfaction. And then passion naman, Choose something that excites you. Mm. Choose something that you're genuinely interested in. Something that you'd like to learn about and practice every day. Because when you have both, I think that's the secret to a meaningful life. Because when you have, let's say, when you have purpose, but you don't have passion for it, it will be so difficult to sustain that. 
Yeah. You'll, you'll get tired eventually. Because if you have passion naman, but no purpose, that will only give you temporary fulfillment. At the end of the day, I think some part of you will be feel, feeling empty. Yeah. Because you're not touching other lives apart from your own. So yeah, choose something that embodies both passion and purpose. That's the secret. Damn. Yeah. Right here on Coco's Corner, that is the secret. Thank you so much for sharing that. Honestly, like it, it inspires me also to, to, to look at my own like stuff and then mm. I, it like, reinvigorates my, my, my fire. Yes. <laughs> In terms of passion and purpose. Because yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's super important. Yeah. And once again, yeah. Thank you, Nina, for, you. for coming on the, the podcast. Uh, that wraps it up for episode 2 of Coco's Corner. Uh, once again, shout out to Toothless for having us here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Um, also, Nina, if you would, mm. can you also please direct the audience okay. to where they can find you? Guys, kung gusto ng masarap na pandeko, <laughs> check out the brownbagbakery.ph on Instagram. We bake every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to check out our clothes at Ninan Yang, you can check out our website, ninanyang.com, or visit our Instagram page at Ninan Yang. So yeah, thank you awesome. again for having me, Elle. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate you so much. You. That wraps it up again. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode and see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah. Bye.